Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services in Eastland, Texas. Tune in every week as we share important information to help you and your family live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, legacy and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. Here we are with another episode of Black and White Market Chatter on Life Planning 101. Matt Irvin and Aaron Kennedy with you today on this uh, this rainy day, actually. But um, starting off in January, this kicks off rebalancing season. So um, Aaron is going to talk to us a little bit today about what changes we're making in the portfolio. Aaron, so you want to you want to dive right in for us? Oh yeah, the, you know this is usually a pretty busy time of the year trying to get everything situated and uh, get our views put into the portfolio and, and make sure everybody's sitting right for the foreseeable future. So not a lot has changed in our economy. The story is still exactly the same. We're just waiting to see how it all plays out and what the, the last few chapters are going to look like. Yeah. Fed is still saying that inflation's a problem and they're going to continue to raise the rates. Uh, the market's saying, no, you won't. Yeah. And we got this huge tug of war between the Fed and the and the market, and, we, and we, we've really never seen this. You know, there's there's a big time saying, and we we've said it on here lots of times, is don't fight the Fed, but that's what we're doing. And to me, it's a little bit concerning because the Fed has a lot more money, or or the lot lot bigger ability to create money than me and you so <laughs> oh, it's like who's got the deeper pockets right yes or the most time yeah you know um, so really our view hasn't changed what we are going to do is try to put some more safety into our portfolio and last year you know a lot of this was uh, what we were dealing with was repricing of the market big time uh, inflation hurdles now, a lot of it ended up being uh, supply-based uh, versus demand-based. So we saw a lot of, lot of prices increase in a very, very painful way. You just think about eggs, other foods, fuel, uh, building materials, just across the board. Well, you can, go, you can go down the list and find some sort of news article or some some headline that stated why it blew up you know we lost so many birds there was that um i forget what canal but the shipping lane overseas got clogged for like 14 days or something you couldn't the cargo ship so and that was just two things out of the many that that contributed to the supply side issues yeah and we're still there it hasn't been cleaned up at all right you know we're still struggling you know we've talked a lot about buying companies that produce things you know um we talked about our our island island story oh you're going old station yeah um we still believe in that but typically you know when when you're going down that route of producing things a a lot of this is you got to think old economy right um you know back in the 90s at 90s and earlier 80s 70s uh Companies that are producing steel, insurance companies, you know, it's old school. And a lot of them are tied to the economy. And we're trying to step away from that just a little bit. And what I mean is I still want I still want companies that produce things, but we want to go up the quality scale quite a bit. We don't want to be trapped into a type of investing that's really only going to work if it's at its very bottom or if the economy turns back on, because that's what I'm worried about. 
Yeah. The, all this pricing stuff doesn't matter. Um, the Fed wants to to continue raising interest rates to slow down the economy, to slow down price increases. That's going to affect the economy, and it has. Yeah. We've started to see it. So, you know, you look at uh, our high dividend yielders. You know, I, I think the the ETF we were using was paying out 5%, but it had a lot of big names in it, like Exxon, a lot of energy plays, yeah. you know, which is still a great place to be. I'm, I'm very positive on energy uh, in the intermediate term. But, uh, you know, it is going to get to a point where demand how much of this stuff that we're going to need to use starts to affect price. So, right. so far it's been supply. We're fixing to hit the demand part of it. And we don't want to be in a part of the market or the part of the economy that that's, that's where all of our returns are going to come from. What kind of gives it up. Um, and then, you know, that's an interesting thought because, you know, I think some of the airlines were projected in earning. We're right in the middle of earnings season, right? So that's, that's part of this. But um, some of the airlines were projected to do a little worse off and came back with, with some positive outlooks. And that's one of the areas that, you know, I, I know business changed, right, through basically the COVID crisis, and people are starting to get back on planes, but a lot of that's still very discretionary, the, the amount of flight you, you do. So, yes. um, and we haven't even worked through that. I mean, think about the work from home thing. Right. It, right. Who knows? Yeah. Imagine this. A lot of workers don't want to go back to work. That's right. It blows my mind. Yeah. Well, and some are quitting their jobs if they're forced to go back to the office because yes. they've become very quickly accustomed to a lifestyle that they've not ever known. Yeah. You know, we all used to know that commute where, you know, you're, what's it, the, the age old movies where you're honking at your neighbor and spilling your cup of coffee and, you know, things like that. So, you know, that's the, that's the days of what we were used to. And now it's, you know, you hop on your Zoom meeting and you're in your pajamas from the waist down. So, that's exactly uh, right. It's a different day. Aaron, let's uh, take a quick break here on the first uh, part of this episode of black and white market chatter we'll be right back with you here on uh, life planning 101 here you are with the next piece of our episode today of black and white market chatter on life planning 101 matt Irvin and aaron kennedy with you if you guys are just joining in um, I think where we left off, Aaron, there were still people working in their pajamas, you know, off a of Zoom yes, meeting, right? Yes. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so just talking about how the, the work environment's changed. So we really, some of that's still unfolding and unpacking, you know, some of this economy. And I and I just, I want to share this. It's, it was kind of an interesting thought to where I was listening to somebody speak the other day and they were comparing this idea of soft landing uh, as a similar thought where the Fed kept using transitory Right, they, they were pushing it yes. till it wasn't real, and and they used it so often, then it became more of a permanent piece of the conversation, which went against what the word stands for. So it's at yeah. this point, are we going to have you know? There's no no crystal ball, of course, but the soft landing may not be near as soft as everybody thinks. No, no, not at all. I think it's going to be kind of a rough landing. Kind of the way I see it playing out is, you know, the Fed's going to get what they want. They're going to slow down the economy. They're going to send us into a recession. But I don't think it's going to have a very long life. This is a very controversial stance that the Fed is taking, is I'm going to destroy your lives in order to get inflation under control. And uh, maybe people out there saying, hey, 
that's a little harsh, that's not what he's doing. But tell me, when he's saying, I want to increase unemployment, right. what does that mean to people? If you can't feed your family, right. you know, if you can't turn on your electricity, because the Fed did its job of, what are they doing to people? And, it, and it's painful. And, you know, the market is reacting. It's come, it's softened. But what about all the retirees? Right. I mean, they have this inflation that needs to be cured, but what about their portfolio? That's right. What if they were safe in bonds? They still have 10% less assets than they did. Right. And this has all been been devastating. I think for the average 60-40 portfolio, you know, this was the largest drop well, they were over que- 50 years. They were questioning the integrity of the model for some time, right? Yes. Does this Is the 60-40 dead or something to that effect, right? And, right? and that's been the age-old retirement portfolio. I mean, they've been teaching that for years and years and years. But, you know, but that's just it. The companies, you know, kind of going back to that piece where you were talking about fine companies that are resilient, they were good stewards of cash. And one of the ways they're being stewards of their capital is by laying people off, yes. right? So they're holding on to that cash. So it's how do we work through the unemployment numbers, but then try to, as retirees, help access those companies? So it's it's a fine line. It is a very fine line. And, and speaking of that, unemployment, I mean, you're seeing companies in the news lay people off. Absolutely. Uh, was it Google laid off 12,000? Yeah. Um, 3M was back in the news today. I think theirs was some time ago, but they brought them back up today. You yes, know? yes. Companies are laying off left and right. And we know the Fed looks in the rearview mirror. So mm-hmm. they may not see that in this this figures coming up, but they will the next. And right. we're, we're going to see how quickly they react. I don't think it's going to be as quickly as we think because the economy is somewhat being resilient right now. Right. It's holding its own. So they're going to try to push it a little bit further. Right. And until we see a true weakening. Yeah. And here's something I thought was kind of strange. You know, you think of the big fang stocks, Amazon, Microsoft, uh, Meta. A lot of them doubled their workforce from 2020 until 2021. Right. Doubled their workforce. Right. So, what's 12,000 jobs, really? Right. We're still... <laughs> are they are they skimming the cream, maybe, yeah. getting down to the skim milk, you know? Um, we need a repricing, and that's that's exactly what we need. And then once it finally gets here, I think the tone changes immediately, just like the transitory thing. Oh, I guess we were wrong and move on. Right. But, you know, we still have our last leg of inflationary pressures. And we've been talking about this. And this is the increase in wages. That's really got to work its way through the economy, through inflation, really. You're still getting twice the raise if you change jobs as if you stay stay where you are. So everybody is fighting for employees. They want that very last employee. And the way you retain them is, is paying more. That's right. So if you're paying your employees more and your price doesn't change, what happens to your company? Yeah, you're going the other way. You're going the other way. And you get replaced. Yeah. The owners of the company, me and you, the stockholders, we yeah. replace you. Yeah. Because we've hired you to take care of the companies that we're investing in. That's right. So all this other news that says none of this matters, I'm going to say that's hogwash. (laughs) Yeah, well, it it absolutely does matter. And I would say, you know, uh, I heard something, an interesting uh, perspective was one of the ways the economy, and you just nailed it, but one of the ways the economy has been so resilient is because wages have 
gone up at a quicker rate than inflation has. And that's hard to believe, but it's it's true. You know, like you said, you're getting 20, 30% raise to, to transfer jobs and inflation was at seven or eight, nine percent. But then the people that are still the consumer credit, I mean, they're starting to pour out reports of people are, are, are extended. Their savings have lowered. And so the other half, we talk about the, the half that's employed, right? And we talk about the other half that maybe, heck, they're not even seeking work anymore, right? They're right. off of that figure because they say, I don't even need to look for a job. I'm, I'm getting my, my whatever benefits. I'm living off my credit card or maybe, you know, mom and dad's credit card, whatever that looks like. doesn't matter. Yes. But we've had the spending stay up. We saw some weaker da- data coming through December, which was which was kind of unsettling because that's yes, supposed to be the spending month. Yes. But so that's where my thought goes is that okay, so we're going to have maybe maybe the people that are working are able to continue to spend in Shillong, if, if nothing else. But then what about the other half of the people? So it's like you're. I think you're going to have that drastic movement when that other half says, "My card gets declined," right? Yes. Or, or whatnot. So that, and I, that's where we're headed, but yeah. th- that's where the volatility is going to come, right? Consumer credit is going through the roof. You know, we've seen some defaults in autos, and it will start trickling through to the consumer cards. In the U.S., our biggest source of wealth is our home, mm-hmm. and uh, we're seeing home prices come down 30 to 40 percent. Mortgages are still. I think last time I saw 6.15 nationwide, that's a lot. So these people that just rushed out to buy homes, if it wasn't an all-cash deal, you're going to be struggling. Right. Really going to be struggling, and it's going to work its way through the economy. So how fast can the Fed turn around and fix this mess that they've created? And will they have pulled enough liquidity out or brought prices down enough where they can allow it to take off and run again? Yeah. There's the question. No, that, that's a great one. And let's take another quick break, our last break for the episode right here on Black and White Market Chatter on Life Planning 101. And we're back for our third and final piece of today's episode of Black and White Market Chatter on Life Planning 101. Aaron posed a heck of a question. And, um, you know, will the Fed basically allow us to grow through this or not? You know, are they going to leave us any any meat on the bone? I guess that's a way to say it. Us Texans love that. But, um, Aaron, I want to kind of switch gears to, you know, we've talked a lot about recession, inflation, jobs. You know, can we touch a little bit on... You know, we were talking internally the other day about your international feelings, and we wanted to limit our exposure there a little bit. You know, China is a reopening. We got energy going on. We still have some tensions overseas. So, can you tell us a little bit about our international stance and why or why not we may be kind of dipping our toe in that water? Well, number one, international investing has been on an absolute tear. One of the top performers over the fourth quarter um, so far this year. It's up a little bit over 8%, so it's doing wonderful. We haven't dipped our toe back in there at at all. Um, You know, there's a lot of things going on. If we just specifically talk about Europe, there's still a very large war going on, not only in Ukraine, but there's a war against the people, especially with this big green movement where they're uh, limiting the amount of fertilizers they can use, so we're going to probably see some... some food consumption come down. Right. Energy still a big, big fear. You know, natural gas prices are keeping everybody warm. That's come way down, the pricing of that. Yeah. But doesn't mean it's fixed. 
at all. People are still going to be cold. Thank goodness it's been somewhat of a mild, mild winter. Yeah. So we can all count our blessings there. Still a huge threat in Taiwan. If you want to see some big global turmoil, let's see what happens when China goes into Taiwan. Ukraine will be a cakewalk. I mean, from a global right destruction. Right. Yes. Yeah. You know, Japan, Japan's currency, they've been trying to peg their their yen, and that hasn't, that finally broke. And, you know, so everywhere overseas, there's more risk than I, than I really want to take when the whole globe is, right. you know, a little bit shaky. Yeah. Um, I really like uh, European equities. The, the yield that they put off from an income standpoint, they're a lot higher than the U.S., but uh, you're going to sacrifice growth for uh, yield, and their economic cycle is behind us. Right. So we're probably bottoming out somewhere around in here, or bottoming out within the six, next six months. They're still heading down. Right. So just trying to stay out of that area, trying to stay out of any unnecessary risks or any risks that you know we can't foresee coming. Um, well, they're battling their own economic conditions, and then too, what we see is a mirror of what the Fed does. We see that happen overseas with their interest rates, yes, right? Yes. So it's uh, it's definitely that, that laggard effect, and uh, you know we're not we're not helping them out much. And I think it was it was a, you know maybe a month or two ago they came out and said that same exact thing. Yeah. Quit quit hurting us, you yeah, know. Quit and raising interest rates. Fed Powell says, uh, "Just kidding. I'm gonna I'm just gonna keep on keeping on." Yeah. So you don't matter. Yeah. So, no, but that's that's interesting. And to your point, um, you know, we're still pouring a bunch of money into Ukraine, and and now heavier artillery, and so that's that's kind of an open hole in the side of our ship, you know. So how is it that we can, you know, maybe do, you know, because it's the age-old saying of get an infrastructure bill, get people back to work, right? You know, spend yes. money, rebuild our country. And, you know, there's a lot of places that that need that, but. But we're spending it everywhere else, but yeah. maybe where we should. Who hears so. that anymore? Most of the time, it's it's a campaign welfare. Point. It's let yeah. me pay off your debt. We don't care yeah. about roads and bridges. That's work, right? You know, let's. How can I get you money? Um, you know, it's we're looking at this from the wrong direction, right? And the supply side, that's definitely the biggest reason for our price increases. Uh, but we're not really working to fix that either. But if we did start putting in roads and bridges, there's still a lot of work that can be done. A lot of people can get put to work. A lot of mm-hmm. contractors can get their, uh, you know, contracts in order and right. ready to go. We're just not there yet. It's more of a political game than than anything at this point. It is, and it's a really disappointment because all you hear in the news is is. Um, like fighting it's all fighting and and i mean i know that sounds silly because it always there's always friction amongst parties but it gets real chippy and so it's when you step back it's where are we talking about the issues you know that's like where's the town halls that get people back involved with what really matters and it seems like that voice is getting more and more diminished yes absolutely it doesn't matter what side you're on it's all party versus people mm-hmm. and parties winning um that's a that's a very sad thing for for our country. Yeah. But you know, let's get back to some positive. Oh stuff. yes, that's let's why go. we do this. That's yeah. exactly right. Well, yeah. okay. So changes we're making, um, we're moving out of the deep value and the high dividend stuff, and moving more to uh, the center under the quality name 
couple of things. We're going to be pulling a little bit more out of the market, trying mm-hmm. to get back to that 20% mark. That's the dry powder, right? We talked a lot the, about that's the dry, the dry powder. powder. Yeah. And, you know, the way we were constructed, we made most of our money if you were just looking at indexes on the Dow side. Okay. More industrials, that kind of thing. We're moving more center. Um, we're trying to stay away. If we don't want to be S&P at this point. A lot of technology is still really overpriced, but we want to be more to the center where we can make money in great companies if the economy falters. We want to be in great companies that will do well if the economy does great. Right. So if we can stick to that 80% mark in the near term, and hopefully we get a little bit of angst, yeah. we're ready to dump in right now. We just need some some things to make the horizon look better right. or, or get close to the horizon yeah. looking better. Well, well, no different than the companies that we're trying to invest in. We expect them to be good stewards of capital and, and retain cash for investment opportunities. We're trying to do the same exact thing. Yes. And and so far, it's it's worked well. It, the dry powder, we haven't deployed it, you know, but we've kept it. It's buffered volatility. It's been there for, uh, you know, some people that might have unexpected things come up in your life because that does happen. We work with real people. And, and real yeah. things happen. And so, you know, we're trying to, what is it? We, we like to bunt and steal bases. We just get around yeah. the bases. Small ball. Yeah, there you go. We're trying to trying to keep everybody keep everybody retired and, and feeling confident. And, and as always, you know, we, um, we don't get as, as uh, specific on these, but if anybody has specific questions, we've had a few calls, um, not many, but um, we encourage to visit. Let's get Let's yeah, get down in the call. details and talk about what's going on or if there's questions or something you're seeing or, again, something else you want to hear us talk about, right? Um, so that's all open and all the time. So, um, But we're getting wrapped up. We're about out of time today for the uh, our episode of Black and White Market Chatter. Aaron, do you have any last words for us today? No. Uh, I expect some more volatility. The Fed comes out and speaks, I think, on the 1st. Okay. So uh, we've played this game lots of times over the last 12 months. Market runs right up until it talks, and then we give it all back. So that wouldn't surprise me. If that doesn't happen, and things may be changing. Right. So everybody, just keep calm. Keep your faith. We're going to get through this. Everybody's in good shape. Yep, and stay tuned. So we'll come out again, uh, I think, Friday with our episode of Market Minute, which is a shorter version of today. So look forward to to having you guys listen to that. Thank you so much, Aaron, for your time. Appreciate everybody. We love you guys. Uh, Right here, uh, Matt Irvin and Aaron Kenny, Black and White Market Chatter, Life Planning 101. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services. If you have questions, you can email them to lifeplanning at kennedy-financial.com. Don't forget to learn how our sister company can assist you with all of your tax, bookkeeping, and consulting needs. You can find out more at briscoeandassociates.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more Life Planning 101. The opinions expressed herein are those of the firm and are subject to change without notice. The opinions referenced are as of the date of publication and are subject to change due to changes in the market or economic conditions and may not necessarily come to pass. Any opinions, projections, or forward-looking statements expressed herein are solely those of the author, may differ from the views or opinions expressed by other areas of the firm, and are only for general informational purposes as of the date indicated. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, member of FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC. Kennedy Financial Services and Smart Money Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by Calton & Associates Incorporated.